Welcome to episode number two of the Happy Henders podcast. <laughs> Coming to you from Dublin again. Uh, I believe the date is August 9th. No, September. Oh, it's September. <laughs> it's totally September. Welcome. September 9th. It's Hi, everyone. We are... Let's tell them where we are. We're so blessed. We are in a gorgeous hotel on a golf course on the Irish Sea in Port Marnock, north of Dublin, for an anniversary treat uh, from my parents. We're so lucky. Yeah, so blessed. blessed. Not lucky. <laughs> and we're so grateful. We're so grateful just enjoying this time with each other and spending some time reconnecting as Chris and Andrea instead of, you know, our regular usual roles of mom and dad so it's really nice to just enjoy each other's company and get back to like the present moment and just be here with each other i love it yeah kind of have to treat ourselves our anniversary our seventh anniversary was five days no seven days ago seventh anniversary seven days ago yeah yeah yeah, so we thought it'd be really fun for this episode to give like a, a quick little history of each of us and how we met and then um, bring you to the present moment and then we can um, give you a sweet little nugget of advice or some tips and tricks that each of us have learned and that'll come right at the very end of the podcast. So I'll start. Is that okay? Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay, so I was born in 1981 in Kelowna, BC, and I moved at the age of 21 to Calgary to pursue my own education. I started with some odd courses in Kelowna and did some lifeguarding, and I really wanted to get into nursing, but I didn't get in in Kelowna. So I moved to Calgary, and I had a good friend doing kines in at the U of C. So I got into the phys ed Kines transfer program at Mount Royal. I did two years at Mount Royal and then two years at U of C and got my degree in kinesiology. And I promptly moved to Mexico to do a six-month stint at an all-inclusive resort, uh, working as an entertainment staff, animation staff person. It was awesome. I taught yoga on the beach and water aerobics and um, had such a blast. And then moved back to Calgary and got a job at Lululemon while I did my nursing degree. And then for my second year of nursing, got a job at a pub to work my way through my degree, pay all that off myself. And I, that's where I met Chris in Calgary. Okay, you catch me up to that point, and then we'll talk about where we met. <laughs> Your life sounded way better than mine <laughs> leading up to us meeting. Really? Your jobs were way better. Oh, come on. <laughs> I was born in 1984 in Estevan, Saskatchewan, uh, southern Saskatchewan, like 10 miles north of the U.S. border. I don't remember living there at all. We moved away from there at a young age. We uh, moved to northern Alberta. My dad has always been in the oil field industry his entire life, so that's where work was, where he owned his own oil tool company. And we moved to Calgary in 1999, and my family is still there, and that's kind of where home base is for us, essentially. Um, There in Calgary, I was 14 or 15 at the time, and started working at McDonald's there, and I worked various fast food restaurants. 
Uh, even did a stint in Prince George, BC with a ex-girlfriend and also worked various fast food restaurants over there. <laughs> <laughs> and then I moved back to Calgary when I was, uh, oh, how old was I? It was in 2003. And uh, I went and did an introductory flight for flying and kind of fell in love with that and started pursuing my career in aviation and attended Mount Royal College in Calgary from 2004 to 2006. And after that, kind of took a four-year hiatus and worked uh, various different jobs. Uh, I was living with a couple of friends at the time, just kind of enjoying life. And in 2010 is when Andrew and I met. It was uh, January 1st, 2010. We met when uh, Andrew was working at a neighborhood pub that friends and I were uh, that we would frequent on the regular basis, and we just happened to stumble in there on January 1st. Stumble in on January 1st? Who <laughs> drinks on January 1st? <laughs> I'm glad I'm glad I met, I'm glad he drinks on January 1st, because that's where I met my future husband. It was amazing. <laughs> I was finishing up my nursing degree, and these four guys came in, and just, like, they were, it was such natural conversation, like, so much fun serving them and hanging out and they invited me to sit down and have a drink after my shift so I hung out with these guys and so so excited to get to know Chris more he was like the strong silent type like barely said a word but I don't know why you were just so intriguing it was awesome I was pretty pumped to have a to have a first date with you <laughs> anyway well, it took a lot of courage for me to come back and to ask you out on a date yeah I was like again way out of my comfort zone but I knew that's where I needed to be in order to to gain something of value of anything uh. in a friendship or a relationship so that took a lot to come back and I uh I think I came back and started asking your coworkers where <laughs> when you were working and what time and planned to come back then and asked you out on a on a date yeah what was our first date course light uh Coors Light was what I served you every time. Our first date was, we went, oh yeah, we went to hot yoga <laughs> on our first date. <laughs> hot yoga and then out for Vietnamese food and then uh, to a pub, to 1410 on 17th Ave. Is that even still there? Who knows? In Calgary. Anyway, we had a beer drink there and then and then that was our first date. It was awesome. It was such a good date. I, I wanted I'm... to make it last longer. It was so good. I think it might have even went in for the kiss on the first date, Yeah, too. you did. Yeah, you kissed me on the first date. That was good. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I love that, that you were you totally showed confidence and interest, and and I was okay with that. It felt right. Got to go in for it. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, fast forward, right? Yeah. Yeah. Nine, nine and a half years from, from back then, we're, yeah, like, you said, like we have said, with the last few years, we've been traveling around quite a bit with our young kids now. And yeah, we're now we're sitting on the beach in Port Marnock in Dublin, Ireland, and sitting here in our bathrobes and <laughs> sipping on wine. <laughs> so romantic, listening to some Nora Jones, reminiscing on like, you know, dating times and when we first met. And I don't know, I just think that's such an important thing for married couples and especially couples with kids, because it's so easy to lose yourself let alone your relationship when your primary focus or your priorities are on your kids and your family and your day-to-day -day life and all those things you know like those things yeah. are definitely important 
But then you find one day, all of a sudden, you know, when was the last time we like looked at each other in the eyes? When was the last time we connected and just had a chat about like our dreams and our goals and our, you know, how are you feeling? What's stressing you out lately? What makes you happy? What what else can we do? What else, what kind of things can we be doing every day to help, you know, each other attain our goals and make sure that we're, yeah, happy, like fulfill the promises that we made on the day we got married. Anyway, it's just nice to be able to have that yeah, time. It's to... so easy to fall out of that when you have young children that demand your attention almost 24-7. <laughs> yeah. And you start not focusing on what each other needs in your own relationship. Yeah. So it's nice to hit, yeah, take your time for yourselves and reconnect and yeah. do what we're doing. For sure. Yeah. I mean, I have a little confession here. This has to do with the reason it's taken so long to record episode two. And it's just because, like, I don't know, I totally get caught up. And I'm so guilty of just being number one is mom. Like, period. Number one's always just been, since we've had kids, it just kind of happens that way. And that's not the way, in in my opinion, and I've heard lots of people say this, and I, I kind of agree with it, that no, number one was us. Number one was me and Chris. That that happened first. That's our foundation. That's our basis. That's None of this would exist if Chris and I hadn't met. And so um, reminding myself to put us first, and the kids are also just as important, and they need to come, you know, a very close second. But um, I don't know, like I fall into the mum role a lot and especially traveling far away from home where I don't have my girlfriends or my mum friends or my mom, my sister, my sister-in-law, my, you know, my special people, my mother-in-law to just, you know, like commiserate with or, you know, bounce my thoughts and emotions and feelings off of and have a glass of wine with or a cup of coffee with and let the kids play and not having that regular routine it's so easy to just get like overwhelmed and stressed out and I don't have that outlet you know so anyway I've just been like checked out I guess of life and feeling a bit stressed out and overwhelmed and decided that it'd be really helpful and it's kind of like a an investment in my own personal development and growth and um to get a counseling session or a therapy session so I went to this amazing psychotherapist in Dublin here she was so awesome it was just really cool to sit down and chat with someone who is completely unbiased and disconnected from me but was able to offer some super cool like strategies and suggestions and she does a lot with energy work so she talked about um like the energy in families and how it kind of like pours from you know husband to wife to children and anyway I was super fascinated and she gave me lots of cool tips and tricks and then um, I went to see her twice actually so the second time um, talked a lot about my own energy and how you know I can focus my breathing or my energy on you know the chakras and stuff I'm I'm super interested in that stuff so I feel like it was really helpful and if anyone out there is thinking of you know checking in with themselves or you know having someone else that's outside their personal little bubble to bounce ideas or thoughts off of it's such a good idea don't ever feel like you know whatever you know shameful about it or like it's like you know there's something wrong with you because you went to see a therapist or anything it's so helpful it's amazing such an investment in your own health your personal health your self-love all that kind of stuff because it's really good to have that insight that maybe you wouldn't have thought of on your own yeah i think it's really good to 
yeah, check in with yourself and often ask, how are you doing? How am I doing? And have those conversations with yourself or with each other. And uh, yeah, to be present with that. It's uh, very important. I'm not very good at that myself. (laughs) It'd probably be beneficial for me to see someone similar to that. Maybe that's something that I'll invest in one of these days. (laughs) (laughs) And most of the time, too, it's probably covered by your work benefits like something that we don't really realize that could be free for us essentially and extremely beneficial yeah yeah okay so on the lighter side of things we thought it'd be super fun to end with like a little tip or trick or some kind of piece of advice or something that we've learned along our life experience or travels to share with you so i'll let chris go first uh, I think we'll just go with the uh, traveling on an airplane in general with kids or by yourself. Um, first of all, the airplane itself is like so disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> like I see these things get cleaned and the way that they do get cleaned and how fast they're cleaned. They're not cleaned very thoroughly at all. Like they try to turn an airplane around as fast as they can to make as much money as possible. So they're not spending the time needed to wipe surfaces down and be very diligent with that. Like they're in there, you know, five, six people, maybe, maybe that many for like five minutes and they have to vacuum and clean all the garbage and they're, they don't wipe anything down. They're not wiping the table trays down and think of how many people per day, like four plus people have been there before you that day that are sneezing and wiping things on the table trays <laughs> and the armrests and everything else and I, I just see it all the time people who are putting their food their kids food on the table trays with with without wiping the surface down first or without putting it on a fresh napkin or something and I think that's uh you can pick up a lot of colds and whatever else is getting passed around in an airplane and please wear shoes when you go to the lavatory. That's just, <laughs> it's not right. It's not right to Again, wear socks to the bathroom. very well. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. So, well, that's one thing I've learned as a mom. I've traveled with my two young kids several times by myself. And I know wipes are always like on the top of my list. You have to have them in your purse, whether they're just regular baby wipes or disinfectant wipes or whatever. Just wipe down your surfaces. Anyway, I'm not like so picky about germs most of the time. I'm a nurse. I'm like, whatever, suck it up. You'll get a cold. But <laughs> but I do think that it's nice to wipe off your surfaces for sure before you put stuff on there. Anyway, um, my little tip or trick or something that's been such a little gold nugget for me in the last like few months, I got it from a parenting book. Um, it's called Parenting with Love and Logic. And if you haven't read it yet, please go get it like library or bookstore or you know audio app or whatever you have it's so valuable as a parent all the little things I've learned from there but this one in particular is good for parenting and all other relationships and it's be empathetic without rescue so um, if you're always on your kid's side and you're always with them, right with them, down at their level, feeling their emotions with them, being completely empathetic right from your heart, like, I know you must be so upset or I know this makes you really angry or it seems like you are really sad right now, you're connecting with them on their level. They know you're on their side and you're always there supporting them. You're their number one fan. But you don't always have to rescue them. And 
what that means is like for example (laughs) the way I cut my daughter's cucumbers the other day like in she said I want my cucumbers in sticks okay so I cut her cucumbers in sticks and put them on the plate and she immediately broke down and had a mini conniption at the table saying no 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 I wanted the circles the circles and I was like did everyone hear that I think she just told me she wanted cucumber sticks and so okay like that's fine like I can I can acknowledge the fact that she's really upset about it and really sad about it or angry or whatever that she's feeling I'm so sorry you felt that way and but I don't have to rescue her I can just be right there with her I don't have to get mad or upset that she changed her mind I just say you know so I'm so sorry you feel that way and let her know that I'm on her side Um, but I don't have to rescue her by changing the scenario for her and just allow her to move through her emotions and realize that it's okay and that you know she got exactly what she asked for and that's what happened in life and so we're preparing them for those scenarios later on being really empathetic but allowing them to suffer their natural consequences um by not saying i told you so yeah i think that's so so cool i'm so happy that you're reading that book (laughs) (laughs) anyway all right well i think we should yeah say goodbye for now it's been long enough thank you so much for listening signing off yeah talk to you in episode three See ya.